Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. For today's video, I'm going to be talking about some sleepers I have right now. So these aren't going to be guys that are going in the first couple rounds. I talked about some of my must-own running backs in the early rounds. This is going to be more guys that are going later in the draft and some guys that I think, even though they're going really late, can provide some really high upside for your fantasy team. And I think these are guys that can be league winners. You see last year, guys like James Robinson, players like that who are basically picked up off the waiver wire or drafted very late in drafts can become some of your top players and really help you with that championship push. I wanted to put one of these videos out before the NFL draft because the draft could really kind of shake some of this up. If a team drafts a guy at the same position, you know, that could really take away their volume and I would no longer consider them a sleeper. So I just wanted to get this out now. The first guy I want to talk about today is wide receiver Robbie Anderson on the Carolina Panthers. He's going currently around pick number 75, and that's the number 34 receiver off the board. And I think this is pretty crazy because when you look back to last year's production, his first year on the Panthers, he was number 19 in total points and number 29 in points per game for wide receivers. And all you've had this offseason is you had Curtis Samuel leave which frees up 97 targets. So now it's really a two wide receiver backfield with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Those are gonna be the two guys getting most of the receiving work for receivers. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is still gonna be getting a lot of his receptions, but at the receiver position, it's just gonna be DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Also, we have to remember Sam Darnold just got traded to the Panthers. So Teddy Bridgewater will either be backing up Darnold or he'll likely be traded to another team. And people forget Robbie Anderson played with Sam Darnold on the New York Jets. So while they obviously weren't incredibly effective together because the Jets offense was pretty poor overall, that definitely means they have some of this built-in chemistry, which I think could give Robbie Anderson a little bit of a step ahead of DJ Moore potentially, at least earlier in the season. You know, him and Darnold are gonna be a little bit more on the same page. And even though Sam Darnold hasn't really proven he can be a super effective NFL quarterback, I think Teddy Bridgewater's floor was pretty low. And so I don't think Sam Darnold's floor can be that much lower than Bridgewater's. I mean, Bridgewater was terribly inefficient last year on a team with Christian McCaffrey at the beginning of the year and three pretty solid receiving options. So I think Sam Darnold really just has a higher ceiling. And so I don't think Robbie Anderson really can take that much of a decline from what he produced last year. So I fully expect him this year to finish probably top 20 in total points if he can stay healthy and probably lower 20s in points per game. If he can do this, he by far blows this pre-draft ADP out of the water. I mean, him being picked at number 34, I think, is just disrespectful to his production last season. I understand he's not the flashiest guy, but I think if you can get Robbie Anderson as your wide receiver four, even your wide receiver three in larger leagues, I'd be fine with that because he's a guy, he's super consistent, and I really just think he has room to grow upwards. He has a chance to score a lot more touchdowns this year, only scored four last year despite playing the entire season. And so I just don't see much regression in his future, and I just really see him breaking out even more this season. The next guy I want to talk about just recently signed, this is James Conner. He is currently being selected around pick 107, which is the 38th running back off the board. As I mentioned, he just signed with the Cardinals on a one-year, 
$1.75 million deal, which is not a lot of money. I think people are kind of scared off that the Cardinals really didn't pay much for him at all. But people have to remember when James Conner is healthy, he is a very solid NFL running back. He showed it in the year where Le'Veon Bell was holding out. James Conner was one of the top fantasy running backs in the entire NFL. And I see with this Arizona Cardinals lineup, I think he has a position to slide into that role that Kenyon Drake played in last year. I know after Kenyon Drake signed with the Raiders, everyone was really excited about Chase Edmonds this year, and so was I. If the Cardinals didn't sign someone in free agency and didn't get a top draft pick at the running back position, I'd be super excited about Chase Edmonds' potential this year, but that's not what they did. The Cardinals didn't really trust in Chase Edmonds to be that workhorse running back. And so I think we need to believe them. Chase Edmonds is a great pass catching back, but I don't think they see him as much more than that. So when I'm looking at James Conner, I think he can slide in. He's going to be getting those goal line carries because Chase Edmonds, that's not his game. He's a pass catcher. He's elusive. He's not going to be one of those big bodies down on the goal line. And so when I'm looking at James Conner's overall potential, I could really see him getting the majority of the carries in this backfield, getting those red zone carries on a offense that's going to be a high scoring team. They're going to be very explosive. And at this 107 kind of ADP, you're not going to be able to get guys who have starting running back potential on good teams this late in the draft. So I think this is a pretty low risk pick that I will be down to make in a lot of drafts this year. Next up, I have another running back and it's Philip Lindsay at pick number 162. He's the number 52 running back going off the board. And this one is probably the most shocking to me. He signed with the Texans this offseason, so he's joining the backfield with David Johnson and Mark Ingram, who also signed last year. At this 162 pick, I mean, this is basically last round, second to last round. This is crazy late in drafts. And if I'm being honest, I think Philip Lindsay probably has the best shot to break out as a starter in this backfield. Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch down the stretch with the Ravens. And David Johnson, he's super old, he's super injury prone, and I just think overall, Philip Lindsay is a better running back. The Broncos never committed to having Philip Lindsay be their top guy and really carry that workload. In Philip Lindsay's first two years in the NFL, he rushed for at least 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, and caught at least 35 passes in his first two years. And that was with them not making him the main focus of the offense. So after he did that, then they still went out and signed Melvin Gordon, which is absolutely absurd to me. But when I'm looking at this ADP, I don't think there's another player who has the potential workhorse ability like Philip Lindsay that would be going anywhere near this late. So this is a pick. You really have no risk at all making the selection. And I will be taking Philip Lindsay here. I'll be taking him even earlier in basically every fantasy draft I'm in if he falls this late. The last guy I want to talk about today is running back from the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary, who's going just a little bit later than Philip Lindsay. His ADP right now is around pick number 171, which is the running back 54. And last year, I was not high on Devin Singletary. He was kind of going in those middling rounds, and I was not buying him there at all. But his ADP has basically dropped 100 slots since last year. And I understand that his production has been underwhelming. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like he just has kind of sucked in the NFL. He doesn't really have it. But then I looked closer and his stats are not bad. He's been efficient on the ground in both years. Averaged 5.1 yards per carry as a rookie and then 4.4 last year. 
and he also is a very good running back in the receiving game. Last year, he had 38 receptions for 269 receiving yards, which is really good, especially in PPR formats. Similar to Philip Lindsay, this is a pick super late in fantasy drafts where there's literally no risk involved at all, and he's another guy who could be the leader of his backfield. He's competing with Zach Moss, but neither guy really showed out last year, and so he comes into this year with a fairly solid opportunity to take command of that backfield. And the Bills last year only ran the ball 24.5 times per game, which was the 26th fewest in the NFL, but that also includes Josh Allen carrying the ball 6.4 carries per game. So I don't see that number decreasing even more because it's already towards the bottom of the NFL. So potentially that number shifts in Singletary's favor, and you know maybe he can fill in as a suitable running back four, even running back three maybe at his ceiling. But that kind of value here at the 172 pick is basically unheard of, just like Philip Lindsay. And so when I'm looking at late round draft picks, I don't want guys that are going to be just slotted in as backups every week. The only time I want that is maybe I have a workhorse guy at the top of my draft. So maybe I have Alvin Kamara, then I probably want to have Latavius Murray in case Alvin Kamara gets hurt but I don't want to be having all these random backup running backs and just hoping that a guy gets injured. I want these guys that are going to have high potential and guys that I think will be given the opportunity to break out and really win their starting jobs. And so these are all guys that I see in that kind of category. James Conner, Philip Lindsay, and Devin Singletary for the running backs. I think they all have potential to lead their backfields. And for receivers, Robbie Anderson, I just see him being too consistent and having too much potential this year that is not being accounted for in his ADP. So those are the four guys that I'm viewing as sleepers right now. I will be updating this sleepers list after the draft because a lot of things can change there. But this is where I'm at right now. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you guys enjoyed the content, liking and subscribing would help me out a ton. So thank you guys so much. See you next time.